Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks. And joining me today is Brenna McGowan, an email copywriter and content strategist that helps you get the confetti out of your head and the party onto paper. Today, we're discussing how to use stories as a part of your email launch strategy, what stories to tell as a part of your content strategy, and how to craft an email that seamlessly ties the story and the sale and how to send emails that make people say, it's like you're reading my mind. Life is too short. Try to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Brenna. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, good. You know what? I love that you focus on email copy. That way we can go like really deep into your expertise. That's fun. It is super fun. Yeah. So you know what? There's like 500 million people on Facebook stories and 500 million people on Instagram stories and Pinterest stories are on the rise and they're gaining traction. And research says that email users are expected to grow to 4.3 billion people by 2023, which is like half the world population. So Brenna, there's definitely an audience. Please help us why stories are so important and how can we make them a part of our email strategy? Yes. Well, and I think too, you kind of mentioned that there's, there's so many users on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, right? It's kind of a loud and noisy world out there, but when you can capture someone's email address and get them into your inbox, it just is a more intimate place to do your marketing. And it's a lot more effective way to do marketing. However, with saying that there's a lot of emails that we're getting our inbox. We're all flooded. A lot of us have multiple, especially as business owners, we have our personal inboxes, we have our business, we have things flying at us from different directions. And so the way that you stand out in someone's email is to be different than what everyone else is sending. And quite honestly, the best way to be different is to be yourself, right? Like you, we have the asset of ourselves. I don't think most of us really, I think we take it for granted. That is our number one branding tool. And on top of that, not only does it help us brand, but when we're able to express ourselves through an email with a story, all of a sudden, and you build this amazing no like and trust factor that you can't really get anywhere else, right? It's just an amazing thing that can happen when you can learn how to take yourself and your stories and infuse them, yes, into these business emails. Yes, yes, that is awesome. You know what? I'm wondering what our audience is thinking on this. So I'm just gonna jump right into our interactive segment. And if you're listening in real time, go to the IG stories at Total Fit Boss Chick And we're going to have this poll question. Are you selling in stories? And if you aren't listening in real time, no worries. Just check back for the highlights, for the responses to the poll questions, and you can still weigh in and see the results. 
So Brenna, help us out. You really are onto something. So guys, listen up because a recent Oberlow article says that for every dollar you spend on email marketing, you have an average return of $42. So we are all ears, Brenna. What stories can we tell as a part of our content strategy or our launch? Perfect. So essentially, you can tell any story. So, which is awesome because A, you can tell any story, but it's also really broad when I say that. Like you can talk about anything that's going on in your life. So what I always go back to when it comes time to choosing stories for launches or for just my regular weekly content emails, or if you're sending them out a couple times a week, I start looking at what is our main call to action? What is the purpose of the email that we're sending? When we figure out what the purpose of the email is that we're sending, we're able to find stories that align with it. And in sometimes I do this the opposite way, but I'll explain this first way first. I call it my forward backward method when I, and I definitely use this on, on launches where I start looking at, okay, what is the objective? What's my call to action on an email? And then I look for, especially like I said, on launches, okay, what are the objections I know I need to hit? What are the pain points? What's the transformation? You know, what's a myth that my, my readers, my audience, my clients believe that I want to prove wrong in my email? So I start looking at like this main core emotion or feeling, if you will. So let's say I am trying to, let's say trying to get you to retain me to write emails for your next launch. And you might think how that stories, you're, maybe the myth here is that stories aren't effective in launch emails. Well, I will I would start looking at maybe okay what's the core feeling or emotion? I don't believe something is effective. Once I have that, I can start kind of racking my brain of when was a time where I thought something really wasn't effective and it was. So once you can pull the core emotion or feeling or whatever that is out of the story, you're able to go then find something in your story bank of your life and think of a story that will match up. I'll give you another example, which wasn't a launch email. I had a prompt one time for this contest I was in for writing where we had to talk about a time something was embarrassing. So here I had this core feeling of embarrassment mm -hmm. and I could go back and like think back to my entire life of things that embarrassing things that had <laughs> happened to me, my long bank. And the one thing that came up in this, in my particular moment, like one of the most embarrassing things that happened to me that I felt comfortable sharing in an email was uh, a time where I had, when I was like nine months pregnant with my third child and I had tucked my skirt into my underwear and was walking through baby's RS and someone actually stopped me to tell me. And so I was able to take this really funny and really detailed story about me walking through how I felt and kind of take it and tie it into the overall messaging, which was, I was looking for an embarrassing story. So really what you want to do is, and on my forward method is sometimes a story will happen and what's a great story? What's something that you would like tell a friend or someone, something you would be interested in? And then I will find a way 
to tie it together with my main call to action or my purpose of my email. Now, sometimes you can't do this. Sometimes it's forced, but there are times where, and the more that you start looking and thinking about this in this different way for content, and this doesn't just work for emails. I love using this kind of content also for like Instagram captions. It's very similar, mm. but you can really start, you'll start noticing stories that pop out at you and you'll be like, oh, that would be a great story for me to sell with because, because of whatever that like, core emotion feeling is. Is I can tie it into what I'm selling, what my, once again, objections, pain points, transformations is of my product or my service. Gotcha. Brenna, I'm like speechless because first off, I have so many embarrassing stories that I can. People love an embarrassing, you tell an embarrassing story or a story about your dog, like people love you. It's instantaneous, right? I don't know if I could just pick just one. It would be like a story every week. They would feel like, okay, I don't know if this is real or not because I am the living Lucy from I Love Lucy. That is my nickname from a little girl has been Lucy. My mom calls me Lucy today because I have those types of moments. So, well, and let me stop you right there. Cause even you just saying that I'm like, okay, this is something that this can be part of your branding. This can be part of what your emails are. Maybe you send out an email once a month that is about another embarrassing story. And then people learn to, once again, know, like, and trust you because they love that you're telling these funny, embarrassing stories once a month. It kind of becomes who you are, who they look for. Or you could do a series of embarrassing stories. Maybe you have a whole week and you spin, you start spinning your stories in different ways to line up with whatever you're trying to promote or sell. I did this. It wasn't embarrassing stories, but I live in Northern California on five acres and in like a middle of field. And we have like, I call like we fight mice here. Like it's embarrassing too, but like, it's like over the course of the 15 years that I've lived on property, I have racked up many a mouse story that, and so one week on Instagram, I did a whole, like what I called mouse week. And I just talked about like these embarrassing, crazy things that have happened with mice in my house. But now it's like a joke. Some people are like, uh oh, like we're fighting another mouse here in the McGowan house. So it's, we've tried to like seal everything up, like Fort Knox. So you can take these things that are kind of known to you. You can start building part of your branding around these stories and it makes it really easy to find content as well. Well, first off, guys, I want you to see what Brenna just did. So I was just randomly telling her about my embarrassing stories and she just came up with a content strategy for me. So she's amazing, guys. I can't help myself. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So, but the thing is, nobody wants to be salesy, especially when you're on social media and everybody sees you. So how do we craft an email that seamlessly ties the story into the sale without being annoying? No, this is so good. And I think this is where you, your audience, me, where we can really stand apart is that so many people do send the salesy emails and a lot of people too, they tell, I talked about this on a live I did earlier this week where people think they're telling stories, but I call them non-story stories. So they'll tell a story, something like December is such a busy month. We have so much going on. You have a lot going on in your business, right? So even those type of stories, they're 
you're talking about something, but it's so broad and vague. So the way that you can start selling in your emails is by you go in and you really talk about a specific story. So that what I just talked about, everything being busy in December, I would tell a story, the way I would tweak that a little bit is I would start talking about something that's very specific. Why is my December busy? Is it because I'm running my kids around to different spots? It's, is it because that you, UPS keeps telling me they're going to be shipping stuff late? Like you could go on and on of different ways that I could talk and be really specific. The difference that's going to do is that when I start talking stories in specifics, what ends up happening is that people kind of become enthralled because even though I might be telling a story that's very particular to me and my situation. We're all very universal, right? We all are experiencing a lot of the same emotions, the same things going on, the same events, especially in 2020. Yes. So what you can do here is that you, even though we're, I'm not telling, I'm telling my story, you can see yourself in my story when you're specific and you, you start creating this picture in your head. So once you are able to draw someone in these stories, people, A, just want to open your emails because even if they know you're selling stuff, I have people tell me like, Hey, I know you're going to sell me something, but I don't mind opening your emails because I just want to read them. I want to hear your story. I want to know what's going on with you. So we're all naturally curious. So keeping in mind that you want to go into an email first, that is very story specific. From there, you go back to what I said earlier, is that you're figuring out a way to take this story that you've told and tie it over into your product or service to your call to action. You do this by using a transition sentence called a segue. And, and no, it's not segue like what you like people <laughs> like driving around a mall cop. A segue is basically a transition sentence. And I won't get into like the particulars because we could, there's lots of different options, but it's just simply a transition sentence. Like, what does this story that I'm telling you have to do with your business? Why am I telling you this? Why should you care about this? Like, it's just a simple thing that kind of says, okay, I'm moving myself from the story over into this point in the email where I'm explaining what I call a unique, your unique point of view, why this all ties together. And when you're able to do that, you're able to have a call to action in your email that people have already created. They're already seeing a story in their head. They're already like with you and understanding you. So by the time that you get to your actual sales, it's not feeling extremely salesy because you're not just sending them yet another email that they've seen in their inbox a thousand times of everything. Last minute, this is closing. I'm glad you opened this email because I'm offering this special thing today. That's not what they're reading. They're kind of with you in the story. And all of a sudden the connection is how you go from being the, the next person selling them something to a friend that's there trying to help them. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm loving this show. I cannot tell you, like you are on fire. You're smoking hot. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. I'm hoping I can help people too, because the other thing about all of this and what we're talking about is that this can be fun. I know like everyone's like, oh my gosh, I have to write my weekly email. Writing your e weekly email can truly become one of the things that you look forward to because when you, because all of a sudden now you get to express yourself in this fun way. And let me back up even then. If you're saying, Hey, Brenna, I hate writing. Well, send a video of what you're talking about and use your email in that respect because 
and video is hot right now. People love, if your audience is someone who responds to video, that might be another option where you're able to do like a quick training, a quick story, and then sell what you're selling. So many ways to go about this, but it can be, I truly mean it can be an enjoyable experience. And when you start writing emails in this way, you almost get like a little high because you get people responding and you're, it's not like you're sending the 500 words out into the void. You're getting replies and people actually interested in wanting to talk to you in your inbox. And it's a pretty, it's a pretty amazing feeling. You know what? That is really helpful. So what do we do in the headline to even get them to open it up from the very beginning? That's a great question. And subject lines are the subject line. Well, and it's a subject line and not just a subject line, but the preview line. Laura Bell Gray, who is one of, she's an amazing copywriter, one of my mentors. She's really hit home to me how important preview text is and getting preview text, which is the part, if you're looking at your iPhone or your Android or whatever, or even on your, up on your screen on Gmail, whatever you use for email, the first few lines of your email are also really important. So really thinking through. My best advice for subject lines is you want to write them. You want it to seem like it's coming from a friend. So you want to throw the old rules of title case out. Like you don't want to be sending, how would you type a subject line to a friend? Like coming tonight, what's up? Today, my subject line that I, that I sent out was I almost chickened out. Right. I'm always, and there's different formulas, but I'm always thinking, what is some a way that I can create some type of curiosity between my subject line and my preview text that gets someone interested enough that they want to, they want to click down, that they want to open the email. And so sometimes it's by giving them, I would say like something that they don't quite understand, but it entices them enough. Like the one I send out today, you know, I almost chickened out. People in my mind would be like, hey, like, what did she, what did she almost chicken out about? One time a subject line, probably one of my best performing ones was, I may have a job for you. And so you don't want to be clickbaity. So you want to make sure you're not throwing something in the subject line that that's, that's just to get them to open because then they'll feel deceived if it right. isn't. But I, when I always write the subject line last and I go through and I kind of say, okay, what is something that I can strike a little curiosity? What's something that I would type to a friend in the subject line? And that is where I usually go. The only time I do the old school like five tips to get, let's say I know my audience really wants to know how to write great subject lines. Once in a while, I'll do one of the five tips to writing better subject lines because I know that my audience is going to be interested in that information. However, interestingly enough, people don't necessarily want more and more education from you. And that goes back to the storytelling of these emails. We think that we have to be constantly giving new tips and I'm guilty of this as well. Like I have to be constantly coming up with these new concepts, new trainings, new blah, blah, blah. That's not really the case. So if you become the person who's sending out the five tips to this every week, you're also going to become part of this noisy educational noise that you see a lot online. 
Mm, versus just getting like an email from a friend. Exactly. And the more that you're showing up in someone's inbox too, the more you become that friend. So it's going to be hard for you to start establishing this relationship. If you're, you're bouncing and you're not going, you're not, you're only emailing your list once every couple of months. At minimum, I really recommend people emailing at least once a week. Even my goal for myself is to get myself up to twice a week next year by repurposing content. And that's another thing to keep in mind is that like this email content that you're creating, it doesn't have to be like, it only lives in someone's email. There's so many different ways. And that could probably be another episode in among itself of how you can take an email and repurpose it into social posts and videos and all different kinds of things. Okay. So I'm going to put you on the spot for that. I'm going to have you back on the show. So be prepared. Okay. <laughs> have me back in 2021. I, I don't think I have any podcast book for 2021 yet. Well, well you've got one one coming on the calendar. So be right. ready for that. Okay. <laughs> but we are not done with you yet because we are going into the mentoring moment segment. So this is just where I fire off a random question that is just a mentoring moment. This is Brenna being Brenna. So no pressure. <laughs> no, no, pressure. <laughs> no, but please let us know what would you do differently if you knew no one would judge you? Oh my gosh. That is such a great question. And I think interestingly enough, I over like the course of this last week I, with my own coach have explored some of these things. And I think I would just more fully show up as myself and not that I'm not real, but I think sometimes my fear of failure, fear of letting people down inhibits me in really encompassing everything I want to do. And so I think if I could go and know that I wasn't going to fall flat on my face, I, I think and, and I think there's a part of me who thinks that you almost have to pretend like you're not going to fall flat right. on your face and do it anyway to really get anywhere in life. Because I feel like I've did this probably since I started my business a couple of years ago, sometimes I feel like I, I dip my feet in, in two different rivers. Like I have the really confident person and then I have the one that gets scared and holds back sometimes. So I think if I knew I wasn't going to fail, I would just embody what I'm doing a little bit more and being visible and helping people because I'm always you know, cautious sometimes to make sure because I want to do everything so right and so perfect. It's, it can hold me back from yes, time. I can definitely relate. <laughs> yeah. So it's a rough, and I don't think I'm like, I'm not a perfectionist. Like my house has to be really crazy. No, I wasn't crazy, that one either. I just, just like, I'm a fail. business perfectionist. <laughs> I am in the process and I'm teaching the journey of productivity because it was, it's my journey. So I'm teaching that time management and being productive and actually being able to be in your business and have a whole fresh life and just work your business and be successful with like 20 hours a week of working in your business. That's my journey. That's where I am. So yes, I was yes. before trying to be so perfect, like, oh, I have to do this. I have to show up this way. And I can't make any mistakes. That was my perfectionist bone. And yeah, <laughs> I feel you. And there's something that you said that kind of took me back to email, which is that you're talking about how you are talking about your own journey. And I think that's a great point to think too about these stories and emails that we tell is that you are, and this is the beauty, my mentor, Chris Orzakowski, I don't think this is his concept, but he hit this point home to me. When you're using stories and talking about what's going on in your life in this way, you are what 
what he says is you are documenting, you're not creating. So it kind of goes back to that point earlier where you're trying to create all of this content, these tips, this education, mm -hmm. where people really like just being along the journey of you documenting what's going on with your life. And, in a way, and that's another way that you're able to sell your business without being salesy because you're not saying, buy this for me. You're just talking about what you're going through and how you can help others through the documentation of where you are at in your business journey. Brenna, are you there? Because I have just fallen and hit the floor because you have just floored the show. These nuggets that you're putting out there are literally amazing. I'm just so glad you're on the show. Thank you. Thank you. No, and I was thinking about that too. And I, I think it was Amy Porterfield who talked about this too. So this isn't my idea, but if you're starting a new journey or let's say you're going to be launching a new product in June, you can actually get people and you want to show like behind the scenes, weekly things that are going on. Or maybe it was Neil Patel who talked about this, but you can even create and get people to sign up for your email list. Just saying, Hey, I'm going to send you weekly updates of my journey of going to going from this to this. And I'm going to show you the good, bad, and the ugly. People would sign up just to hear that. So, and that's a great concept. I'm writing this one down for myself. It's a great concept <laughs> too for a pre-launch is like, you can be, this is how you can be in your mind setting up pre-launch emails before you even launch the product. Cause you're taking these people on this great journey with you. So I'm all about documenting versus creating. Yes, that is so great. And I'm so glad you said that because that's what I've been doing. I've been getting it together. I haven't fully been sharing it, but I have been sharing some of the techniques that I have been using and what's working, what's not kind of testing things like, oh, this is, this is not for you if you are ABC, but you may love it if you are XYZ. Totally. So yes, thank you so much, Brenna. You did the dang thing. So please let everybody know about your free resource. Yes. Yes. Thank you for having me. We talked a lot about stories and using segues. I actually have a guide called my segue guide and this guide I got together and I'm going to be updating it again. So another good reason to be on my email list um, here shortly, but I gathered together some of the top copywriters in our nation for this guide where I break down their emails and, and show you how they were able to use a story and use a segue and use this call to action to create these really great, amazing emails that I talked about. And at the end of the guide, I also have uh, 10 easy segues that you can start using in your emails. And I've had people say how they actually print out the last page and keep it near them so they can help with their transitions when they're trying to figure out how to move seamlessly from story to sales. Great. So please let everybody know how they can connect with you and how they can get the guide. Yes. So you can always connect with me through Instagram, my favorite place to hang out. And that is at Brenna McGowan Co. My website is brennamcgowan.co. I am smack in the middle of a, a rebrand. So if you want to grab my guide, it's going to be, this will be transitioning over um, in the new year. But for now, you can go to thesocialrescue.com backslash segues and grab that guide as well. Thank you so much, Brenna. Thank you for having me. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.